I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Life is grand. Today we are chatting about Real by Kennedy Ryan, but first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Hmm. Uh, the only book I read this week is Real, our book for this I week. finished listening to A Week to be Wicked by Tessa Dare. I am now about halfway through A Lady by Midnight by Tessa Dare, um, which so far I'm actually enjoying the most out of the series. Thus far. Thus far. Yes. It's the one with the girl that's got, like, the port wine um, oh, the birth birthmark mark on her face, and she's not sure who her family is, and then this, like, rich family, this rich eccentric family shows up, and they say that she's their long-lost relative. Meanwhile, Corporal Thorne seems to know some things about oh, where she comes from, yeah. and they might have some history that she is unaware of. Um, so, uh, I've been enjoying that one the most so far, I think. Um, watching, listen, I don't even have much to report on that front. I've been watching a shit-ton of, um, Taskmaster. <laughs> We've been watching, going back and watching old Taskmaster ones. is just, I've, it's become my, like, comfort watch show. Just because, especially right now, with just how busy I am, it's like... I, my, have a, I have an hour to kill. Yeah. Let me and put it's on something. My brain shut off show because it's funny. And we've seen them all already. And I've seen them all already. I enjoy it. It's delightful, etc. Um. So I'm becoming really boring in this section. Don't kid yourself, honey. You're boring in a lot of sections. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. So that's what. Yeah. We've so. got going on. Uh, short. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trying to think we haven't been to any movies. Not even your dad and I haven't even been watching anything. Yeah, we've been boring. Sorry. Um, today we are chatting about Real by Kennedy Ryan. We'll have plenty to talk about here, so it's okay. We will, because it's a Kennedy Ryan. It is the first book in her new Hollywood Renaissance series. The second book, Score, is set for early 2022. We have previously covered by Kennedy Ryan. It has a double meaning. It does. Because he writes music scores. Yep. And he's going to get some. And he's going to score. <laughs> um, we've previously covered by Kennedy Ryan, Longshot, The Kingmaker, and The Rebel King on the show. We did The Kingmaker and The Rebel, Rebel King, King in together. one episode. Um, so here's the back cover description for Real. For months I stood by, an understudy waiting in the wings, preparing for my time to shine. I never imagined he would watch in the audience that night. Canon Holt, famous film director, fascinating, talented, fine. Before I could catch my breath, everything changed. I went from backstage Broadway to center stage Hollywood. 
from being unknown to my name, Neva Saint, on everyone's lips. Canon casts me in a star-studded Harlem Renaissance biopic, uh, catapulting me into another stratosphere. But stars shine brightest in the dead of night. Forbidden attraction, scandal, and circumstances beyond my control jeopardize my dream. Could this one shot, the role of a lifetime, the love of a lifetime, cost me everything? Mom, what did you think of Real? Ellen, as with most Kennedy Ryan books, everyone I've read so far, I loved this book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm incapable of not loving a Kennedy Ryan book. Um, Because even ones that, like, are not my favorite, I still, like, respect the hell out of them. Well, her writing is just... uh, Yeah. It's like a character in and of itself. Here's the deal with Kennedy Ryan, and I was telling Ellen this, but... She she writes books, and I think, I don't want to, I'm not interested in reading a book about a rap singer. I'm not interested in reading a book about politicians. I'm not interested in reading a book about whatever. And then Kennedy Ryan writes it, and I'm like, I love this book. And I'm sobbing like a baby in <laughs> your book that you I'm wrote. I'm getting really wrapped up in all of those things that I said I didn't really care about. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just... So damn good. So damn good. Um, and it's just crazy. I cried multiple times. I think I just cried one long time through like the last twenty <laughs> percent of the book. I didn't cry that much, but I I definitely had multiple times where I, went I wasn't like, like <gasps> I wasn't sobbing. I wasn't, <gasps> but I just had tears running down my eyes through a good chunk of this book. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, I wasn't yeah. in public because that would have been embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but so good. Let's just dive in. What did you think of Neva as our heroine? I loved Neva. I loved everything about her. I loved her struggle with her health issues and her trying to overcome all that and feeling anytime it started to be like, this is going to bug me that she's doing this. But then she just kind of, it works itself out. Mm -hmm. She kind of, you know, her insecurities kind of work themselves out because of course, Canon is amazing. And, um, I just loved all of it. I loved living vicariously through her as a singer and a dancer and a, and a biopic. Yes. And, um, it was just great. She was great. Yeah. Um, I really loved her and just her kind of tenacity and also, you know, when this like big chance comes her way, she stays she stays humble and she's still just super charming and a real people person with everybody she meets and um, you know, is sweet with the crew and everybody that is there and <laughs> all the Christmas cookies that she made for everybody. Yeah. And she's just And um the thing that I noticed um, about the book is that between them, there's not really any interpersonal problems. No. They have a couple, we'll talk about one a little bit later, but they have a couple, like... Little flare-ups. Little flare-ups and little arguments. Um, As every couple does. Yeah, but um, nothing where... There's no conflict that's centered around them, like, as a couple. They get together and they're strong yeah. and um like from and the they get-go. have to as a couple they have to overcome a bunch of stuff some yeah know, several things but yeah um there's nothing internally in their relationship that, that yeah is a problem but um i just really loved neva i loved um her little artistic soul and like i really liked the scene where um she's acting out this you know we get 
we get this excerpt of the script where um, Desi is forced to put grease paint on her face um, so that she appears more black yeah. um, while she's singing. And um, Neva's acting that out and she's like really messed up by it and it really like affects her. And, um, and yeah, so I, and I, and Canon just kind of comes to her and he says like, that's, it's going to happen unfortunately because like you're embodying this character so much. And, um, so yeah, I really liked her. Um, and well, you know, we're going to talk about some of the other stuff that she goes through. Um, but I just, she never, she never pissed me off, which, no. you know, that's. Well, when she started to kind of get self-conscious about her illness, mm-hmm. it wasn't even really her body issues and that's as much as she was just worried that Cannon wasn't going to, like he was going to stick with her out of pity or out of yeah. feeling guilty. Which is totally understandable. Yeah. Like, and I think with, it was just, the whole thing was messing with her head yeah. and I got that, Yeah, but I was afraid it was going to become a thing and then it never really did. Yeah. So I appreciated that. Kennedy Ryan, thank you very much. Yeah. And, um... Because I think anybody going through that would have issues with that. Especially, like she says, you know, there's a difference. Like, he's, like, we just started dating. Yeah. You know. We're going to talk about that, though. So, what did you think of Canon as our hero? I loved Canon. I was worried at first, because the power dynamic of it was going to bug me. I have a question about that, so stop talking about it. Okay, I'll stop talking about it. Never Um, mind. No power dynamic. (laughs) He is... A grump who becomes a softie, yeah. which, you know, I'm here for. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have to say, I really respected the scene where his ex-girlfriend has kind of leaked to the press that they're sleeping together, that um, Cannon and Neva are sleeping together, and calls into question why Neva was cast and all these things like that. Um and he just calls her and he says, I'm sorry. Okay, let's talk about this. And I realized that I never actually apologized to you. But, and so I'm asking you, like, I am sorry. I'm legitimate. I'm not sorry because this is now happening. I'm sorry that I never apologized to you. I'm sorry that I treated you like that. And we need to not bring her into our crap. Problems, yeah. And, um, and she, you know kind of apologizes in return and I just really respected that as a scene that they that Kennedy Ryan took this character who is set up you know as the the villainess and you know you you still don't walk away like loving Camille no but um but just that to have that scene where it's like let's behave like adults yeah and you know call a spade a spade and talk talk out these problems you know I agree. And, and, you know, kudos to her writing because every time I thought, oh, this could be problematic. Oh, this could be problematic. And it just never was. She, she handles everything it. really well. Yeah. Um, Communication, never a problem. Gotta love her. No. Um, yeah. Uh, so Canon as our hero. I, um, I really loved him. I really loved, I really loved that when it came down to it, he stepped up to the plate. Like, we were just talking about Very Sincerely Yours with our, like, workaholic puppeteer. Yeah. And, um, and he's definitely also, it sounds like, a workaholic. Takes his work very seriously. Um, 
you know, has kind of put personal life on the back burner for his career. Well, I love that. In fact, I think I highlighted it, but that phrase his mom uses about, I hope that someday you find something that you love more than your art. Yeah. And, um, and that's when he realized when, when Neva started going through all of her stuff and he realized, I don't even care about the movie anymore. I just want her to be well. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realized I've found something I love more than my art. Yeah. And that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I love that. Um, I also love that initially he had the like backbone to stand by and be like, I know that she is who needs like, and having worked in casting, <laughs> that's no freaking small feat to like cast a complete unknown in a big budget movie. Yeah. Um. So I really love that he stuck to his guns on that, and um, yeah, I just I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. I loved him. Um. Okay. What did you think of the interwoven story of Desi Blue? I really liked the way it was written. Mm-hmm. And I liked that they would show us scenes. And other books have done this. Where it- Well, and she did just the right amount. Because I yeah. feel like if you did too much more, it would have been like, I would have started to get. But she always just, she kind of like referenced a scene that was about to be like shown. And then showed the scene. And then it just gives you more context for what they're shooting. And what, like I was talking about with the grease paint scene. Where well, they and talk ha- about, and it actually, like, has an effect on the story. Well, and how she relates so much to how what her, her life is going through yeah. relates very much to what Desi's life was going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was honestly just surprised at, like, how captivated I was also by that story. Yeah. And what was going on there. I will say... This is the part of my, because I used to intern for a literary agent, which is um, in in the entertainment biz, it's uh, an agent for script writers. So my job was to just read through a pile, pile of scripts um, and look for, for good ones. Um, <laughs> and so the part of my brain that used to vet scripts kept thinking that the scenes weren't punchy enough for a movie script. They read well for a book, but that's just me. I think I'm the only one that would... Well, unless there's someone else out there that used to vet movie scripts. <laughs> I just I just kept thinking, like, this this wouldn't fly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's well-written and it's good, but um, I kept thinking that all of them were, like... It would it be need- a slow movie, is well, yeah. what I kept thinking. It needed more oomph in each scene, but... Yeah. But I think for so the book, just me. Yeah, for the book purposes, it was fine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I really liked um, kind of the things that were explored of the time period that were that set and, um, you know, the, the... The differences between Europe and America yeah, at that time. And how, and I know that that's a thing where a lot of, especially entertainers who had the ability to make money over there we're just like yeah screw america (laughs) like um i get it but and i but i also like where it where that story ended up with her saying you know yes we will live a better life here but we're our our home is like our family our people are are there so 
you know, let's go make it, do our best to make a change, to yeah. change that for future generations. And, and I liked how it turned out, you know, that they marched with Martin Luther King and all the things they were able to do. Yeah. And, um, and you know, changed their world rather than just kind of leaving the world. Yeah, leaving it behind. But and, staying in. And I think that that's, you know, especially pertinent in yeah. today. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we're still, unfortunately, fighting a lot of... Racism's gone, Ellen. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Didn't you hear? Uh, <laughs> you get the memo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're, there's still a lot of uh, fights to be fought on the home front, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Cannon works hard, to, like we said, to get Neva cast in his film. And then as their chemistry builds, they both try to deny their feelings for the sake of professionalism. Um, they inevitably give in to those feelings. Because it is a romance novel. Yes. What did you think of that aspect of the story? Is, can I talk about it here? You can talk about it. <laughs> I told you well, I had a question about it. I was worried, especially in this day and age, that yeah. it was going to be the power dynamic of a director and an actress, mm -hmm. just you know, I was having squirmy well, feelings. We but were... let me finish my thought, Miss no, Ellen. I was gonna stop. <laughs> um, however, the fact that she calls that out in the book, yeah, makes it more palatable, and the yeah. fact that both of them acknowledge that makes it more palatable. Yes, I mean the fact that you have multiple people saying. You do not want to be messing with an actress in this day and age. Yeah. And that's so freaking and true. And they both think it in their own heads and and know that that's a thing. And so... But also... Okay, so when Mom and I were reading it, and both of us had not hit the part yet where they hit it, <laughs> um, they uh, we were both saying, like, I kind of want them to not get together until the, After the movie. filming has wrapped. Um, however, they get together before that. And that wouldn't have worked for the story. But. For getting sick. Um, I, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I kind of also liked where it ended up though, because, um, I like, I like the whole, they can say what they want. We know us. We know what our intentions are. We know that I came by the part fair and square, you know, so who cares? Well, also, I like the idea that in this day and age, when that's such a big issue, that if two people really do fall in love, that they can, you know, still weather the storm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that as soon as that news came out, he's like, I need to go to her. I need to grab her by the hand and just make it known that like we're in a, we're a thing we're we're doing this and and you know she's like i can't believe you just did that and he's like the best way to address this is just to acknowledge it acknowledge it and just act like it's no big deal and everybody else will act like it's no big deal and that's because it's true. the unknown that makes it more yes more tantalizing yes exactly um so i like that um I like that it was addressed because obviously it's an issue, um, but I I also I also like where it ends up. I guess yes. Is. Well, I mean it has an HEA, so yes, um, which sometimes I was a little concerned about. <laughs> I would in I this one. acknowledge that as well. Um, okay, so speaking of that, 
what did you think of the representation of Neva and Lupus and everything that goes along with that? Well, I have to say I know more about Lupus now than I ever did before. Oh my gosh, I learned so much about Lupus. I was telling mom last night, I'm like, well, because at first I was like, what's... What I, don't, is I don't even know exactly. What, exactly what lupus is. And then by the end, I was like, I'm an I know, expert. I, I can, know I can... everything there is to know about lupus. <laughs> I could be a lupus doctor. But that's the magic of Kennedy Ryan. <laughs> like, it's like you were saying, she, um, she includes these. And this was, we especially ran into this with um, Kingmaker and Rebel King, too, where I just remember there was a lot of stuff in that book where... Well, it was about the Native American... Well, it's, and it's stuff, yeah, and it's things that, like, you didn't even, like, see coming, necessarily being included in the book, and it's, like, I know so much more, but, like, this is, (sighs) um, I don't know, she just always does such a good job of, um, just shining a light on kind of underrepresented illnesses, or, um, races, or, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Or professions. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I just really respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Um, and... Well, you can tell a lot of research and, and stuff goes into her writing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to, um, to see the, like, toll that it takes on her body and um, just what it starts to, to do... You know, just kind of starts off as a skin and and hair thing, and then starts attacking her kidneys and all sorts of. I don't know if my hair started falling out, I would. <laughs> yeah, you know, knock on wood. But... Mom, mom's got a lot of freaking hair. I got a lot of hair. A lot yeah. of hair. But I would be sad if it, <laughs> if I lost it. Started going away. Um, no, it was because I've known people before who have it, who have been diagnosed with it, and then for the most part, they seemed fine. And well, so, and, she, and that's the thing is she she yeah. was and so she and was so she was, you know you start thinking oh lupus isn't that big of a deal but that's from an outsider looking in because I've never had any experience except that I've known people who have it and were mm-hmm. dealing with it and didn't understand all the underlying dealing that has to go on with that disease. Well, so. and I really f- I mean because I I have things to a much lesser degree that um, are aggravated by stress. So, it's not only that. We don't need to detail on everything. One of them is a digestive problem. Um, but, there, I mean, like, my, our family, we seem to, we don't, we don't get stressed like normal people do. So, I feel like our bodies then just kind of rebel and are like, if you're not going to stress out about this, like, mentally and emotionally, then I'm, I'm going to stress out for you. Well, I know when I was in college, um, the first time I started breaking out with staph infection, which I know is like a contracted disease. And so I got it, I got over it. But then after that, um, I winded, I wound up in the hospital on massive amounts of, um, what are those called? And Antibiotics. Antibiotics. That's the word I couldn't think of. And um, <clears throat> anyway, I got it under control, and so everything was fine. But then after that, any time my body, any time I was stressed, 
I wouldn't get sick. I wouldn't get the flu. I wouldn't break out that way. I would break out with staph infection. And yeah, mom's skin doesn't like being on no, her body. No, it doesn't. I have more skin problems <laughs> than anyone should have to deal with. But um, so that's been an ongoing thing. So I just learned to be super chill. Yeah. I just I just don't stress about stuff. Actually, since I've retired, I have been super chill. <laughs> but um, no, but that's I mean like. I've just noticed for our family in particular, and I'm, I, I know this is a thing about a lot of people, but just like if I'm, if I get remotely stressed, it finds some way to be like, okay, well now this is happening. Yeah. And I'm like, I have psoriasis that flares up when I'm stressed. I have yeah. all kinds of things. So I don't get sick like most people do. I just have all I kinds of other sick. weird crap that happens to my body. I just, I always knew after every finals week, I was going to be hit with like a really terrible cold well that would happen to me if i had a every time i was done with school it's like your body's like okay so so now now this is happening now i am also going on vacation (laughs) my immune system is going on vacation (laughs) it's tired of working yeah um anyway so this is a much bigger deal than any of that what we were just talking about any of our stupid little problems (laughs) um but yeah every time when she was working so hard i'm like stop stop it stop knock that off um, well, and I, she was t- talking about losing all her weight and I was like, girlfriend, go eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, um, you like understand too why he felt some guilt about, um, pushing her so hard. Yeah. About pushing her so hard and, um, uh, demanding so much of her. But I think also a lo- he can't do that to himself though, because I think a lot of it too was like her own self-inflicted, like. Yeah, pushing, expecting pushing a, herself. Yeah, so expecting hard. a lot of herself. Well, and, and then not, she didn't tell anybody about it. So, yeah. you know, if they had known, they probably would not have expected so much. Um, one of the scenes that, like, kind of broke me <laughs> was, um, like, I think this might have been the hardest where I cried, is um, where she's in the hospital. She's just been told she needs to go, like, on temporary dialysis, I think is what happens, what instigates this. And she's in bed, and she's just crying, and he's trying to tell her, like, we're going to get through this, everything's going to be okay. And she's like, I know that, and I I agree, like, I'm going to get through this, but can I just be sad about this for just a couple minutes? Just and don't, don't try to fix it, just let me be sad. Just let me be sad. Let me fall. And just, yeah, and just hold me while I do that. And he's like, you got it. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Well, and I think that's a... That's a male thing. That's a male reaction. There have been times I've had to say to my husband, look, I don't need you to fix it. Just listen to me vent. I don't need you to do anything. But I think men, especially with women they love. Women crying. Want to (laughs) fix. (laughs) Yeah, I have a story of my husband telling me I'm an ugly crier. And so now whenever I cry, I remind him of that. But, um, and he feels super bad. (laughs) But um, uh, I think that men internally, when you know, women that they love are hurting. They want to do something. They, they, what can I do to fix it? What can I, mm-hmm. you know, and I think Cannon, especially because he's a director and that's just his job is, is yeah. putting out fires and fixing problems. And um, so I think that's, but I think that's just a man's reaction to what can I do to fix it and make it better. But women sometimes just need to cry. To feel and, emotions. And for be a sad and feel their emotions. And, you know, so it was a good, just let me be sad for a minute. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to yeah. make everything okay. Don't try to say anything. Just let me be, let me cry on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I really liked, I don't know, just learning about something new that 
people go through. And um, I, I think we've talked about this with previous <laughs> Kennedy Ryan books, but, um, and I know I've said this before, but I, I think the, the biggest thing that I get from, um, I think reading makes you an empathetic person. I think it makes you, you know, step inside someone else's shoes and walk around for a little while. And so when you introduce things like this that help you understand, you know, something new about people that, you know, there was, I think she said like 5 million people in the world have lupus. Um, So uh, just to be able to kind of understand that better and I think just makes you a more empathetic person. (sighs) I know we've talked about this before, but um, when we read Longshot, we interviewed Kennedy Ryan before we, she wasn't on the show, but we interviewed her before we did the podcast so that we could talk about, you know, her process and her thoughts. And the amount of research she put into mm-hmm. Longshot was just mind-boggling. And so now that I know that she puts that amount of research probably into all her novels, because they're all about very different things. And yeah. it's like no one person could know all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you know she's put a ton of research into all these things. And, and you know, bless her heart, because it makes the book so much. She does such a good job of making a book eye-opening. And I think she enlightens a lot of us as to things that we were unaware of before. Yeah. Um, so kind of connected to her lupus, what did you think of, um, Neva and Terry's relationship and kind of the journey that that takes? Here's the deal, because I completely understood all of it. And as they started dishing, dishing through Unpacking. it, I, I got where both of them were coming from. So mm-hmm. she did a great job of showing us both sides of that. Because I really freaking hated Terry. I was really, I didn't like how she, um, I didn't like how she approached it when she told Neva initially that she was pregnant. I thought she was being a little snot. And then and when. And she was. And she was. <laughs> and um, when Neva shows up at Christmas and they kind of have that, that argument. Cash out. Um, I was like, Terry is a bitch. Um. But then as you, as they kind of start to like reconcile and both talk about their sides of things, I mean, Terry is not my favorite person and I think she's still got some growing to do, but so does Neva. But, um, but I, yeah, it's like you're saying, I got it. And the thing though that I really, I'm really glad she incorporated this in the whole thing is Neva's whole idea of like, I got over Brandon right away. I really didn't care about that. I didn't yeah. really care that I lost Brandon. That wasn't a big deal to me. And so that and in hindsight, she knows that that was probably she dodged for the bullet. best. Yeah. And, and so that was just such a great, cause if, if, if she was still stewing over that, I would have had a harder time with it. Yeah. But the fact that she lost her sister and in, and in the same thing, lost her mom. Yeah. I really like the inclusion of, of that aspect. Just that, um, that losing her sister um, was especially hard because it was, and she compared it to, like, getting a divorce. Like, I lost my mom in the divorce yeah. of, you know, their relationship. Their family their breakup. sister relationship. Um, well, and I got it. Here, here's, here's what I thought of when I was reading this about her mom being not on her side. But, 
and I don't, I never felt like my mom wasn't on my side, but here's something that happened in my life. Um, my sisters, three sisters, there's three sisters in my family. So me and my two sisters. So there's three girls. Mm -hmm. We were all pregnant at the same time. And my baby was due. It was um, me, right? It was you. Yeah. My baby was due August 1st. My sister's baby was due like August 20th. And my other sister was only about six months pregnant at the time. And um, my other two sisters lived in town with my mom, and I lived in Texas at the time. And my mom had planned on coming out to be with me when my baby was born. And then it would have had plenty of time to be back home with my sister, who was due three weeks later. And then my other sister, who was not due for months. Well, my baby, um, well, first of all, my sister, who was six months pregnant, lost her baby at six months. Mm -hmm. And so then my mom didn't feel like she could come to Texas. And, but she was going to come out as soon as my sister got over that difficult, going yeah. through that difficult thing. And um, so Ellen ended up being two weeks late. I was just super cozy. And my sister's baby was born a week early. So they were literally born a day apart. A day apart. And so long story short, my mom never got to come out and be with me when my baby was born. And I ended up having, I ended up having to go back in the hospital. I had blood clots stuck in my uterus and I had to go back in for like a week. I was stuck in the hospital. I mean, I went through this whole major thing after Ellen was born and never did have my mom come to be with me. Jeez, grandma. I know, seriously. But I got what she was feeling. I got the, my other sisters got my mom and I didn't get my mom. Yeah. And I really wanted my mom. <laughs> but, and I think part of it was, and exactly what she was saying in the book, I was the strong one. I yeah. was the one that everyone saw as the strong sister. And so my mom felt more comfortable letting me kind of struggle through my things so she could be there for my other two sisters who she didn't feel were quite as, you know, were struggling with really other things. And, um, I mean, I got it and I, and I got it because yeah. I think in a lot of ways she I was right. the one who could have handled it. Yeah. Um, not that I wanted to handle it, but I did. <laughs> and you know what, whatever doesn't kill us makes us stronger, but that's right. Um, Anyway, so that's, that was my story that came to my mind when she was struggling with all these things. And I was like, I didn't have my mom. And Ellen, of course, when she gets sick, never wants her mom there because I'm apparently terrible. Listen, mom. I got sick when I was in Italy and, every, and I just kept saying like, oh, I really just want to be home with my mom. And everybody's like, oh, is she like going to take care of you? I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say, get up, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I was like. No, but I just want to watch Pride and Prejudice on the couch and not be here dealing see, with stuff. See, I have my ways of showing my love. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. <laughs> but mom is like the least sympathetic, like, caregiver. Maybe like... it's because I was treated like that by my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, because your mom would take, like, anytime I, go, I would get sick, I was like, they were like, do you want to call your mom? I'm like, no, I want to call grandma. Grandma, t grandma provides the seven up, the saltines, and the game show network. So, grandma's my gal. Um, well, that's what grandmas are for. That's right. Because you know, you know, if my granddaughter got sick, yeah, that's I would true. Be all over You'd that trash. Take way better care of her than you ever did of me. But her uh, parents would take. See, now there's a difference there. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, um, so. I 
back to Neva and Terry. <laughs> Wait, what? Were we talking about a book? I, I had to, I'm like, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, Neva and Terry. I, um, I really like that when it came down to it, Terry was just like, yeah, obviously you can have my kidney. Like, and yeah. didn't even like think twice about it really. And she's, and Terry says like, you would give me yours, wouldn't you? She's like, yeah. In a and heartbeat. so it's like, in a heartbeat. okay, so like, why is this a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Most of the crying I did was over the sister stuff. Yeah. Um, I think for, for me as well. And, um, and yeah, just, uh, and, uh, just that it kind of took more of a toll on Terry than it did on Neva having that, the kidney transplant. Um, and also, um, I'd give you a kidney. You'd have one of my old dusty kidneys, Ellen, but you can have it. <laughs> you don't have a sister. Well, you do have brothers though. I do have brothers. I bet your brothers would give you a kidney. I think my brothers would give me a kidney. I, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they'd they fight over give it. me a freaking kidney. Except only one has the same blood type. Yeah, and he is the one that I think would be less likely to give me a kidney. Because <laughs> he'd be more worried about, well, what if I need it someday? <laughs> I know. I think the, my younger brother would, like, without a doubt, give me his kidney. My, Ryan, he might, um, I might have to, like, persuade him a little bit more. Mainly just because he worries about crap, like, way more. Free babysitting for life. <laughs> I already do that anyway. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, um... But yeah, so uh, I really liked that component. I really liked seeing kind of the whole arc of their relationship. And, you know, it's like a happy for now with them. And um, Well, here's me. <laughs> I was... Um, my dog is really on fire tonight. Really snoring it up down there. Um, so just the fact the book opened with her sister and her, I knew that that was going to be, you know, something in the book. Yeah. So when I'm reading about her getting sick and her needing a kidney, I started crying then because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> and I yeah. knew her sister was going to end up giving her a kidney. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this has got to be sad. Well, and um, just the, uh, I, I, I cried like when they all prayed together and when she realizes like that her niece you know, she, she's like lost out on her niece throughout yeah. this whole process. And, um, I can see definitely where it was a struggle initially, but, um, I don't know. I, and so I was glad that, you know, well, I'm hoping in subsequent books that we get to see more of her relationship with her niece and more about, um, you know, just, I, cause I want to see some more of, of this and, and how it, well, it says that like, at least you're going to see more of the production of Desi Blue throughout um, subsequent books. Well, are they told um, like no, simultaneously? I don't think so. Because I could see where Monks and, and I could see maybe Verity's book. there being a little bit of overlap. Overlap, but um, because you know, think about it. Like most of the stuff that still needed to be shot was Monks was stuff. Monk stuff. So. Um, a big point of them making Dusty Blue is to shine light on creators whose work was appropriated or overlooked. Um, what did you think of that component of the book? Well, I don't think Dusty Blue is a real person. Am I no. correct in that? I that is because like she t I read the author's note and she like took, um, like the grease paint thing was a thing that I think she said Billie Holiday went through. Don't quote me on that. Now I'm questioning. Was there Billie Holiday or Dorothy Dandridge? 
or somebody both have had biopics made so yes <laughs> but um uh they uh but to sh- i i really love the idea of shedding light on some of these these stars who didn't get the recognition that they yeah did. well and i like oh i'm gonna really butcher this quote and i should have written it down but um where he's talking about you know winston churchill said that history is written by the victors and and he said but i don't think that's true it's like written you know well it's <laughs> it's written by the victors but it's often very skewed you kind of have to dig to find the unskewed version and just from you know being a teacher and teaching history and it's like I'm not going to teach it that way. I mean, there were things that I just like, no, I want to teach it the real way, the real way and not sugarcoat it. Um, but you know, I, I think that there's a lot of things in history that have been whitewashed, washed literally for sure. sure. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see that that's changing. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it really made me think about, um, yeah, about how we, we do, especially now as, um, like, more records are being digitized and things like that, um, that this is the time where we, we can be, you know, learning about some of these stories that have gone kind of unnoticed and um, overlooked, like they talk about. Um, and I, I really liked that component. And again, with her, it's, it's never preachy. Yeah. I mean, so she's, she's definitely got agendas, I think, which makes it sound negative, but, um, but you don't feel like she's preaching it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and she always comes at it from like a very balanced perspective and, um, agreed. And so I really appreciate that about her. Okay. Completely changing. Well, cause there, I was like, I usually have a conflict question, but there's not really a conflict. Um, I would say there's more, the conflict is between her and her sister and yeah. overcoming that conflict. Yeah. Um, okay. So really changing topics. Let's talk about sex. Baby. <laughs> wow. We're just jumping right in there. Um, did, was there, did they have sex? Did they? Was there sex? It's a freaking Kennedy Ryan, so you know they did. <laughs> it was it was honestly tamer than some of hers. I agree. I was like, <laughs> I was preparing myself. Um, but yes, they have sex. Yes, they do. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, vigorously. Yes, they do. And um, frequently. Yeah, yeah, they do. Until they can't. Until, yeah, which was sweet. Like, when she got Clarence and he's like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. Um, I have to. T- <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I know where this is going. So, I might have even shared this story before. Probably. My husband had a health issue. And um, he'd been going to a doctor to... To have it checked and looked at and, and had it checked and looked at and it had been, you know, it had been several weeks. And so finally had an appointment with the doctor and she said, well, it looks like, you know, you're good to go. You're, everything's cleared up. You look good. And so he's like, great. And he left. And then he, as he left, he thought, oh, I need to ask her if my wife and I can have sex again. 
And so he goes back to the doctor's office and he says, oh, we need to ask the doctor one more question. And the nurse says, well, she's busy right now. Can I take a message? And he says, can you ask her if we can have sex? <laughs> and the nurse looks at him and says, I'm sorry? <laughs> and he says, can you ask her if we can have sex? And um, uh, the nurse kind of looks at him and says, I don't know that that's an appropriate question. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, can my wife and I? <laughs> And so the nurse went back and he could hear the doctor laughing back in her office and she comes out and she's cracking up and she says, she says, weirdly, I have been hit on by several patients. So I think she was trying to protect me from that. And he says, no, no, I was just wondering if my wife and I could have sex. I have heard that story. Um, yeah. Um, so I think in preparing myself for a Kennedy Ryan, I was like, Oh, this is actually, like, pretty tame in comparison. <laughs> yeah, because I've read some pretty racy Kenny Duran books. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still it's still pretty... Bless her heart. Pretty saucy. Um, what was your swooniest moment? <sighs> I think, like, you're going to steal mine. There's a lot of them. You know what? I'll let you go first because I know what yours is. Yeah, you do know what mine is. Okay, so mine is the scene where... And we haven't talked about it because I knew I wanted to talk about it here. Um, the scene where she is kind of dealing with her big flare-up and she's got a lot of, you know, patchy skin sections and um, her hair is kind of falling, falling out and patchy as well. And um, she's really kind of ashamed of her body and really kind of trying to push him away because she's feeling self-conscious of if he's just pitying her and staying with her for that reason. Um and so she's kind of trying to push him away and, um, he is just having none of it and just tells her that he loves her unconditionally and it doesn't, he doesn't care. He still is like super attracted to her and all that stuff. And I, um, I also really like where he just is like, I want to take some pictures of you. Oh my gosh, that was going to be mine. Oh. <laughs> well, it's you connected. Can it's you connected can to mine. Um, and uh, she's like, right now? And he's like, yeah. And just she just as, woke up. Just as you and are. And she looks, doesn't feel like she looks good. Yeah. And he just wants to take pictures of her. Yeah. Because he thinks she's beautiful no matter what. Yeah. So I really liked that. I did too, Ellen. So I'm going to piggyback <laughs> on yours because you stole mine because you took two. Um, Unfair. I, what's another one? I, I mean, I like to, um, like we said, when he like grabs her hand. He grabs her hand and just goes in and says, um, do you want to ride home? Because let's do this. Let's go. And grabs her hand, holds her hand, and just everybody knows now that they're a couple. Yeah. And when he, like, kind of tries to woo her and makes her dinner. Takes her to the restaurant on top of the hotel. And, by the way, that, that, that. chick is getting a book. <laughs> yeah, I think she might. I mean, uh, I so. Think she I think Evan and Lynn are definitely going to get a book. Obviously, Verity and Monk are going to be the next book. Um, I think Ari's going to get a book. Wasn't that her name? Ari? Um, yes. And I think, um, well, there's a novella that is about Takira. Oh, I love Takira, by yeah, the way. Too. Just so you know, I love Takira. Yeah, she was, she was a lot of fun. I liked when they were in the hospital and he's like, are we just supposed to stand around here and wait for our loved ones? And Takira's like, your loved ones, huh? <laughs> He's like, well, you know, friends, family, <laughs> loved ones. I, I highlighted because it made me laugh, but, um, where she's like, uh, sending social services to help revive um, her 
her vagina. <laughs> that made me laugh. Because um, I feel that. Um, okay, let's hear what some of the listeners thought about this book. Um, to be expected, all positive from what I observed. So, Maida said, this was my first Kennedy Ryan. Oh, you had so many good ones to read. I and I was blown away. Um, I loved how she wove together the modern romance, history, family issues, and chronic health story. Cannon was a great, grumpy, slash serious, but good guy. It was a little long, but the story felt kind of epic and moved along, so I didn't mind. Yeah, her books, especially, like, I remember thinking that, especially with The Kingmaker and Rebel King, first of all, because it just covers such, like, a broad just length a of time. sweeping thing, yeah. I mean, it started um, with when she was, like, 17. Isn't that when you met yeah. her? When she was 17. Um, and so... I think her books kind of always feel like that. They're just like they're epic, yeah. yeah that like they're always epic in scope, and um, she she does she does it good. Um, yeah, Maida, you really need to. Well, I have the hardest time recommending long shot to people. It's not everyone's it's cup of tea. So but angsty, it's so good. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, so good. I like bawled through that book, and um, I really feel long shot was a life changing experience for me. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and I really liked the Keymaker and Rebel King. Um, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've never, I've never gone wrong with a Kennedy Ryan. And also I know we've said this, but she was just like the sweetest lady I've ever met in my life. She was so cute to meet. Yeah. Um, Sarah says, I loved this book so very much as someone with a chronic condition. I felt this book handled it so, so well. The emotions Canon and Neva displayed were so similar to those that my husband and I have dealt with. Um, and I know some of, cause mom and I have had lunch with Sarah and, um, yes. yeah. And it's, she, she, you know, we get dealt bad hands sometimes health wise, but you just gotta struggle through it. Unfortunately. Um, also, also one of the nicest gals I've ever met. Yeah. Seriously. Sarah. Um, there's anyway. something, the romance community just generates just, good people. Yeah, it's true. So I'm just going to put that out to the yeah. universe. I'm sure you're all delightful. Um, uh, okay, Sarah says, I also loved the history shown throughout the book. It was a great read, and I fell in love with the characters almost immediately. I also loved how he did not keep her secret for long. Yes. When rumors started, he claimed the relationship quickly, which I appreciate. Who doesn't love a grump turned softy? Yes. Seriously. I think words right in my mouth. Um, yes. I, 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 I can't stress enough, again... I think because there, like, the problems in this book were not interpersonal, but there was just no interpersonal angst with them. And, it, like, everything about them was so grown up and, well, like, nothing they did pissed me off. And yeah. I was just like, ugh, that's so lovely. <laughs> Love that. Heather says, I adored this book. My very first uh, book of Kennedy Ryan's was long shot so i always know her books will put me through an emotional journey yeah seriously um i really enjoyed the movie within a book storyline the history was a really interesting piece that she added in that was so heartbreaking but real the chronic health story blew me away it really showed um having a chronic disease you can still shine so bright yeah um kennedy did a brilliant job with the feelings you have with a chronic illness not wanting your spouse to see you at your worst it was written so well and true. Having a chronic disease, I appreciate all of the hard work Kennedy put into this particular part of the story. The book was very long. I'm not sure if any parts of this could have been left out, but it was one of those very epic stories. I can't wait to read more of this series. Yeah, I'm also, like, 
jazz for the rest and of the And, you know, when she talks about um, Shining Bright, I really liked the how he co- or how Cannon in his brain coincided his mother's love for light and looking for perfect light and yeah. then him finding that light within Neva. So I liked how that coincided. Yeah, and we didn't talk about his mom at all, but um, I really liked how that really shaped his perspective in dealing with Neva and her condition and also in just having the right perspective and heading into Well, and how Neva were. even turned to his mom and, and to yeah. that, um, his biopic about his mom, or his um, documentary. documentary about his mom, and how she turned to that for inspiration and kind of helped her get through. Yeah, for sure. Um Taylor says, I freaking adore this book. I'm a huge Kennedy Ryan fan, and I was just floored with how this story is crafted. I'm not a big fan of dual timelines. I actually don't like it at all. I'm always afraid that one story is going to suffer, or I'm going to long to go back to the future or the past. But the way she handled this is chef's kiss perfect. Learning Desi's story through the movie script is genius. Canon is hands down the book boyfriend of my dreams. I wanted to be best friends with Neva and Takira. There is not enough I can say. It's a love letter to black creatives who have gone so long without recognition. If you haven't read it, do yourself a favor and pick this one up. I also highly recommend the audiobook. It's beautiful. Oh, I bet it would be. I bet it is nice. Um, but, yeah, totally. And um, And like I said, I think she really... She does just the right balance of that Desi storyline with, you yeah. know, our canon and Eva storyline. It doesn't feel so much like a dual storyline because no. it's part of the movie that they're doing now and it just kind of coincides with what's going on in her own life. And so it doesn't feel like like out of the blue dual storyline. Yeah, for sure. Um Aida says, I love this book. Anything Kenny Ryan writes is top-notch for me. I listened to the audio of this, and it was a whole other level. What a great production. As always, Kennedy writes beautifully and with heart and with such great insight into life with chronic disease. Love, love, love. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't notice as, as much this time because I think it really depends on what you've been reading before you pick up a Kennedy Ryan, but there've been times I've picked up a Kennedy Ryan and I just, it's like a breath of fresh air because you just think, Oh, she is such a good writer that I just, I just forgot what a great writer she is, you know? And I forgot what great writing is. She always has really great first lines. I mean, every time this time we read a couple that have been really good leading up to it. So it's not quite as prominent, but sometimes if we've been reading stuff that I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh," and then I pick up a Kennedy Ryan and I'm like, thank you. Here we go. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, Jen says, this was such a beautiful story. The historical elements about the Harlem Renaissance were so interesting to me. I would love to watch a movie like Desi Blue. I loved both Neva and Canon. Neva's family drama broke my heart. And when Neva was really sick and cried, she wanted her mama. That just wrecked me. Yeah, I think I cried there too. (laughs) Um, Canon was such an amazing hero. He was so strong and passionate about what he believes in. The way he steps up for Neva when she's ill is amazing. I need this whole book to be made into a movie. Goodread says this is book one of a series, so I'm hoping Evan and Lynn get their own story as well as Monk. I know Monk is getting his own because she has, like, a blurb at the end. And Evan and Lynn have to get their own book. Yeah. Because Lynn needs to leave her husband because he's a dick. Yeah. All those things. Um, (laughs) Jen continues, plus I want to hear about the movie Dusty Blue being finished, released to theaters, and winning awards. I know. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, I was like, Neva needs to get her, like, Oscar. She needs a red carpet moment. (laughs) Um... 
Catherine says, still working on this one, but I've enjoyed what I've read so much. How do you read on command like this every week with even with a great book? I'm finding it challenging. Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and you're welcome, y'all, because <laughs> some days we're just like scrambling. Well, we spend most of our Sunday afternoons finishing a book usually. Yes, we do. Um, she, Catherine continues, Kennedy Ryan's writing is so strong as always. I'm so glad they are surrounded by great friends. I hope several of these characters are getting their own books. I also love the way she weaves in the story of Desi. I would like to know more about what her daughter, Catherine, knew about Desi's sexuality slash past relationships before they found the letters. It was awesome of her to allow them to incorporate what they found in the script. After Cannon fought so hard to get Neva on the project, I like how it showed how he spent all his capital on that and had to make some compromises on other decisions. And I loved how the decisions he didn't make himself worked out too. I think that's true to life, but I could imagine another book taking it in a different direction. They made so many good points about what they sh why they shouldn't be together, so much so that on some level I was rooting for them to not give in to their feelings, lol. Same. Same. Um, Swinniest moment was Cannon providing childcare on set, mandating reasonable working hours, <laughs> getting a therapist for his actors, and not being a dick. Just a lovable asshole. <laughs> Yeah, that true. is pretty sweetie. Yeah, that is pretty sweetie. That is the thing that I know, um, the they call it the French hours, um, that more film sets are picking up on is especially for crews because it's like they bend over backwards to like get reasonable hours for the actors, but then um well and I know this week, um the crews the union, which I can't remember, it's like ITSA or something. I think it's like I T S A E. Um is going on strike because basically for this reason they're trying to get getting over better working hours well because they do they work like 16 hour days sometimes mm -hmm. you know to clean up and set up and then take down and be ready for the next day a and... long day um Finally, Ruthie says, I love Kennedy Ryan. One of the few books I bought this year was Queen Move, which is like the one that I haven't oh, read. I haven't read that one either. Yeah. And I don't regret it. I haven't been reading much since I went back to the States this summer to help my mom move. It was difficult and crazy, and I'm glad things have settled down. I also started a new job this September. Girl, same. Um, <laughs> I never thought not reading would happen to me, but it did. I've missed you guys. We've missed you, Ruthie. I love Ruthie's comments. <laughs> so I borrowed Real when it released, but it sort of sat there on my Kindle unopened. I read Amy Harmon's songbook of Benny Lament, which is also on my TBR, earlier this year, and I wasn't sure if Real was in the same time period, and from some blurbs, I thought so. I wasn't sure if I was ready to go back. I'm glad I did. I enjoyed the way Ryan tied the script in with the present-day story, or I should say, liked. I liked having the glimpses, but sometimes... I found myself skimming over Desi's story to get back to canon in Neva. Maybe it started a little slow, but as I expect from Ryan, it got hot. My favorite moments were canon finding her and calling her and the shock of him discovering her. I love how genuine and talented Neva is and how vibrantly she is portrayed. Seeing her through canon's eyes was special. I felt like we got an idea of how these things could happen in Hollywood. Maybe? Anyway, what do I know? <laughs> it felt absolutely real to me. I love how he stood up for her from the beginning. I was cringing a little at the power differential and wondered how it would be addressed. I felt like it was handled well. It did take me a few days to get through, and I found myself looking forward to getting back into their world. Great book to bring me back to reading. I'm glad you found your way back, Ruthie. I always worry a little bit because I think some of Kenny Ryan can be a little over angsty for some people. but I honestly think, though, that that's mainly just long shot. 
Because I didn't, I haven't found any of her other books to be on that level. Well, and she, she knew Longshot was angsty. I mean, she even yeah. said it's not for everybody to read. Because, but... um, I mean, I haven't found that really with, I think maybe, um, the, the third book in that series that I'm not going to remember. Oh, with the basketball player. Well, with Lotus. Yes. I think that one also um, gets a little angsty because it's dealing with some of the same stuff right. as Longshot. Um, but, like, I didn't think Queen Move, um, not Queen Move, um, Rebel King and Kingmaker were as angsty as uh, Longshot. That's probably true. I think it's just Longshot. Longshot is just its own. It's own animal, and it's just so good. <sighs> yeah, that book is... I, I know, I know. If you guys want to, like, hear us just gush, gush about a Listen book, to that podcast. Yeah, that one is one that we gush about, for sure. Um, Mom, final thoughts on this book? Mm, I love Kennedy Ryan. I love her writing. I love her books. Um, this was amazing. Yeah, I really liked this. And um, I, yeah, I just love her writing. I, I gave it five stars. I haven't done a five stars in a long time. Yeah, she's just, um, she's just so good. And, like, I think the other thing that I really love about her is that there's not really anybody doing it the way she does it, really. Yeah. Like, she's just kind of in her own league. Because it's definitely romance. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it women's fiction. I would definitely call it romance. But it's different than anything else. Yeah. Just the way she does it is just, she's got, like, a totally different voice from anybody else that I've been reading. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Real by Kennedy Ryan. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's rom or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and if you would like to email us with your thoughts or if you would like just a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you on october 25th we will be chatting about bombshell by sarah mclean so we're just kind of doing back to back of our greatest our greatest hits authors (laughs) of people that we like a lot um remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them all right thanks mom you're welcome ellen see you next time bye not your mom's romance book club is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts